You're listening to the Recovering Corpaholics podcast with host Felicia Stivelman, the podcast to help big four professionals quit the corporate games and break free into a meaningful career. In today's episode, I'm going to talk all about informational interviews. Find the full show notes for this episode at recoveringcorpaholics.com slash 26. Now, as you may have heard me say before, or maybe you already know, 85% of jobs are landed by networking. So how can you increase your network and be part of that 85% and also learn more about careers if you're exploring? Informational interviews. So in case you're wondering what they are, an informational interview is an opportunity for you to connect with someone to learn more about a specific area of interest to you. You know, they're helpful because it allows you to take your research to the next level and learn from someone who is actually doing what you want to do. Informational interviews can expand on your level of understanding and it helps build your network. So not only do you get answers that you need to help make your next career move, but you also get to meet potential people who could refer you to a role. So in my opinion, this is a win-win. Now, it may feel strange reaching out to people that you don't know. However, most people like taking their time out of their day to talk about their career and to give advice. And studies actually show that people love talking about themselves. And I will get into that a little bit later in this episode. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics, 85% of jobs are filled by networking. So it's important to be building and nurturing your network. And what better way to do that than to hold informational interviews? So from preparing to wrapping up informational interviews, this episode will go through everything that you need to know in order to conduct successful informational interviews. So the first thing I want to talk about is determining your main outcome goal from these informational interviews. You know, before you reach out to anyone, you'll want to know what you're trying to achieve. And this is you know, with anything in life, you know, do you need a referral or a letter of recommendation? Do you just want to expand your network? Do you want to learn more about different career paths or industries? Because depending on the goal, you know, the question types, the number of people that you're going to want to reach out to, how long this process will take, it's all going to change. So, you know, just having a goal in mind will set you up for success by knowing what you need to do and how you will know that you've reached your goal. And for this guide, we're going to assume the goal is to help narrow down career paths and potentially get a referral. Once you know your main goal, it's time to find the jobs or the companies or the industries that you want to explore. Now, if you're not sure what you want to do, but you do know the type of firm or the type of career path that you want to go down, it's super helpful on the stage as your research is going to be more targeted. For example, if you know you want a career in marketing, but you're not sure what kind of job in marketing, do your research. Google things such as marketing roles or marketing firms, careers in marketing, and just write down all the jobs that you like. You can even start looking at the job descriptions and pull out all the responsibilities and search on those to see if any other jobs come up. Same thing if you want to do something in art or finance, teaching, etc. Now, if you're not sure what you want to do, don't worry. This is where I come in. I hardly have a client who comes to me that knows what they want to do next. I mean, because I mean, if they did, they wouldn't be reaching out to me. So just know you are not alone. And I was actually in this place for the longest time. So if you're not sure what you want to do, the first thing you need to do is to assess yourself. What are the things that you like to do? What are the skills you have that you actually want to utilize? What makes you feel successful? You really need to take the time to think about it and reflect on yourself. 
Now, there are assessments that you can do to help, but you really need to be working with a certified career professional to properly assess those results. Because I know when I take them, I always get jobs such as accountant or government worker, and I know that I don't wanna do those jobs, but the reason I get those jobs is because I click on different responses or different question answers that say that I like things that work in a process or making things efficient. And honestly, that can apply to any job. So if I were to follow assessments, I would say, okay, I have to be an accountant, but that's not how you work with assessments. So I know they're extremely helpful, but you need to be careful of how you analyze the results. Now, once you make a list of the skills or the interests that you'd like to work with, then start searching for those keywords and see what jobs pull up. You know, and I want to caveat by saying, you know, keep an open mind when it comes to education and salary and all that stuff, because if you filter too much, you might miss out on some jobs that could really interest you. Yes, you don't want to look at salary jobs that are very, very low, but that could be only that job. What about the the manager or the vice president of that same role? And we need to figure out what that role is so we could keep exploring. So again, the point here is to explore. You want to keep an open mind. Okay, so in the next step, you really wanna narrow down what it is that you wanna learn more about. So before, in step two, it may be a career in marketing, but now it's, you know, I wanna explore being either a social media manager, a buyer, or, you know, have some kind of role in advertising. So before it was very general, but now it's very specific. So once you have your list of companies you wanna pursue or the actual jobs you wanna learn more about, Go to LinkedIn and search for people who may work in those companies or who work in that role. So to do this, you just you know go to LinkedIn and in that search bar, you put in the company name or you put in that role and then search for people. And depending on what you search for, most likely you're gonna have a ton of results, a ton of people that pull up. And then what you should do then afterwards is just filter on different things so you can find someone who you think that you'd best connect with. So for example, you know, I would first look at my first connections, people I'm already connected with to see if they would be able to help me because that relationship is already established. Then maybe I'd move to second connections, which are mutual connections to see maybe I can get a warm introduction for that person we have in common. Um, or I could even say that like, hey, I saw that you know Bob and you know this is where I'm at and whatever your message is, we'll get to that later. Um, but you just keep filtering. Maybe it's you look for someone who went to the same school as you or you know they're in the same area as you. You can filter on anything that is the joy of LinkedIn. So again, this next step here is really to drill down, narrow down what you wanna search for and then find someone who you can connect with. Now, once you find a couple people you wanna reach out to, it is time to send out some messages. And I like to be very strategic when sending out messages. Yes, you know, people know what you're trying to do. You know, we all do it, but you know, I wanna see your initiative. I wanna see that you're at least trying and being professional, at least this is my opinion. So when reaching out, be clear, be friendly, and be engaging. You know, you're gonna to have to do some homework here, but I don't recommend doing too much homework. You know, you never know if they're gonna actually reach back out to you and I don't want you to waste any of your time. So it's good to have information for your reach out, like, hey, I saw that we both went to University of Miami or Harvard University and I just had a couple questions about your career. 
Um, I have some examples here if you go to recoveringcorpaholics.com slash 26 of some good messages and some not so good messages. So, you know, one thing I just want to highlight here, if you're listening to this is, you know, you just want to be thoughtful in your message, you know, like, Hey, I came across your profile and wow, what a career you've had. You know, I've been in the finance industry for some time and now I'm exploring new career paths in marketing. And I would love to just get your take on the industry. Let me know if you'd be open to chatting. You know, it's telling them what you want, but you're being nice, you're complimenting them. But a message I would not send is, hey, I see you work at X and there's a job opening. Could you refer me? You know, if I don't really know you, I'm going to say, who is this person? This, you know, this person has a big kahunas just to reach out and ask me this. They don't even know who I am. Um, obviously, you need to be comfortable with that. But, you know, you just need to make sure that you're being professional and sending out this message. Like, what kind of message would you want to receive? And, you know, just to provide a little caveat here, if you are not connected with the person you want to reach out to, you may not be able to send a message. But what you can do is you can send a connection request and then make it personalized. And then you'll have 300 characters to send a message. So again, you can go to recoveringcorpaholics.com slash 26, where I provide details around, you know, how to go around that and what you can do. Okay, on to step five. So once that person responds back to you and you've set a time up, now it is time to do your research. What questions do you want to ask that person? What are they interested in? What have they posted about or shared? You know, how can you connect with this person in an engaging way? And, you know, note, I also have a list of great open-ended questions. So, you know, please refer back to recoveringcorporaholics.com slash 26, as I have a guy that will go through everything with informational interviews. I know this is a lot for an episode. So again, you can download the guide on the website. So in addition to preparing, you also need to develop your pitch and what you want to highlight about yourself so you avoid saying anything that you don't want unsaid. You know, this is especially true if you get nervous. You know, sometimes when you're nervous, you'll just start, you know, I like to say mouth vomit. You're just like, like, sorry, I didn't mean to say that, you know, so the more you prepare, the better, you know, do it until you feel comfortable. You know, sometimes I don't go crazy unless it's someone I really want to impress. You know, for example, if I just want to reach out to someone on my level and ask them about a previous role, maybe I'm not going to spend that much time researching. However, if it's someone that I know could refer me to someone or refer me or write me a recommendation letter or I don't know, someone really high up, I just want to make that connection, I might spend more time researching and preparing so I make that great first impression. So again, this is all up to you. And remember, the point of the informational interview is not to just ask for advice and to learn, but it's also a chance for you to make an impression and grow your network. You want to leave people with a positive impression and you want them to say, wow, I had a great conversation. This person is going somewhere. Yeah, whatever you can do or whatever I can do to help you, just let me know. That's how you want to leave these informational interviews. That's how you know if it was really successful, if that's your goal. So now that you prepared, it's time to have that conversation. And that next step in the process is to open the conversation up strong. So when you're starting off the conversation, you want to say something that shows that you took the time to get to know them, you know, plus adding your pitch. And this shows that you're serious about getting to know them. And this also makes the other person feel valued. The last thing you want to do is make the person feel like they are being used, that you have no intention of getting to know them and that you only need them for something. So an example opening could be, you know, hey, Bob, thanks for taking the time to chat with me. You know, does this time still work for you? 
Okay, great. You know, again, I want to thank you for taking the time to chat with me about your career. As you know, I'm interested in changing careers and I love what you've been able to accomplish in the X space, you know, and I hope to transition to something similar. So with that said, could you X, Y, Z, and then you jump into your first question. So you really just want to open up that conversation strong, just like a regular interview. And, you know, after that, that next step is, you know, keep the person talking. According to Scientific American Journal, research suggests that people love talking about themselves because it makes them feel good. Talking about yourself activates the same areas in the brain that light up when you experience any kind of pleasure, you know, eating sugary foods, doing anything else like in that nature, those guilty pleasures. So in summary, talking about ourselves gives us that neurological buzz. Why is this important? Because you want that person that you're talking to to feel good. Once they're feeling good, they're going to be more open to having a conversation with you. And once you get that person to like you, it raises your chances for success, aka that referral or whatever your goal is for that interview. And they'll remember you as well. They'll say, that was a great conversation. I like that person. So how do you do this? You ask them about their career, their experiences, something you saw that they're interested in. Some great questions to start are, you know, how did you get to where you are? You know, what's the most or the thing that you like least about your job? Or what's the most rewarding? Get them talking. Now, once you opened up the conversation and you built a good rapport, it's time to get what you came for. Answers to the questions you need to move forward in your career search. This is where all your prep work comes in. You know, what are the worst parts of the company or this job or this industry? And what do you wish someone had told you before, before you got into that job? There are so many different questions you can ask. And again, you know, these are specific if you're really looking to narrow down career options. But if your goal is just to network with someone and, you know, build a good relationship, you still want to come prepared with questions. So it shows that you took the time to get to know them. So you obviously don't want to waste their time. So just prepare here. And then after you get the information that you need, or you feel like you have that good rapport going, you know, it's time to wrap up the conversation and sure to thank them for their time and ask if you could follow up again with them in the future, or if there is anyone else that they'd recommend you reaching out to as you continue networking or researching possible career paths. This way, if you do this, it's going to be easier and faster to build your network. So instead of blindly reaching out, and hoping that they respond, you're now saying, hey, Joe said you'd be a great person to connect with. You know, would you be able to connect with me about XYZ? Um, you know, they're going to trust you more and be more likely to respond back to you. You know, and it also helps to be as specific as possible when you're asking if there's anyone else to reach out to, because our brains want to narrow down options. So make it just easier on everyone that shows, you know, exactly what you're talking about and exactly what you need. For example, ask if they know of anyone else who's transitioned careers so you can continue down this path or people in other fields of marketing that you could talk to to further explore your career path. You know, this way, instead of choosing from a huge pool of everyone, now they're just like, who else do I know in marketing? Who else do I know who transitioned careers? It's going to be so much easier. And at the completion of the call, what I always recommend, and I feel like a lot of people miss this last step, is just send a quick note to the person thanking them for their time and maybe even one to two bullet points on what you got out of the conversation or what you enjoyed. For me, it's the little things that go a long way. So 
Send a quick thank you note. It doesn't take that much time out of your day. And again, you want this person to feel valued and appreciated, and that's what's going to leave a lasting impression. And you know, if they're going through their old messages when you need to reach out to them in the future, they're not just constantly seeing message requests, they're actually seeing thank you notes as well. And that also makes an impression, at least in my opinion. Now, at the end of the interview, you know, you already sent your thank you note, everything is already done and wrapped up. You want to write some notes down and save them, you know, even add a note on your calendar when you're going to reach back out to them. You know, you can give them an update on where you stand or send something that may interest them. But this is where pro networkers excel. I don't know about you, but I have a couple people that always reach out to me or always are sending everything to me or articles or things that they know I'm interested in. I'm like, oh, this person is so good. How do they always remember this stuff? So use your calendar, figure out what works for you, but be that person that people think about when they're like, that is an excellent networker. Now, I know that was a lot of information, and there's just one more thing that I want to say about these informational interviews is don't let one bad interview get in the way of conducting more, and don't let negative feedback stop you from pursuing that career. Um, Just a little side note on this one. I remember someone told me I would never be able to get in consulting, and if I listened to that, who knows where I would be now? So don't let negative feedback stop you from pursuing that career. Even if you don't get what you're looking for and that informational interview wasn't that great, still be gracious. You still want to build that connection. And again, this is a long game. You may not get what you want at first, but keep the relationship going. Some say it takes at least three conversations to get something out of it from the other person. So you want to make sure that this is not the, I need this and you're being impatient. Play the long game here. That is what networking is all about. That's all I have for today's episode. I know it was a lot, so go to recoveringcorpaholics.com slash 26 to find the informational interview guide where I provide examples on how to do reach outs, how to get past sending messages on LinkedIn, some great tips that I didn't get to discuss in this episode, and so much more. And again, you can get that at recoveringcorpaholics.com slash 26. Stay inspired and live powerfully. Thanks for tuning in to the Recovering Corpaholics podcast. For show notes, to stay connected, and learn more about our show, find us online at recoveringcorpaholics.com. And if you're listening on the Apple Podcast app, show your support by subscribing and reviewing this show. See you next week, everyone.